it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to the Florida State of Recruiting podcast presented by Tomahawk Nation. We are the three stars and we are excited to be joining you for a double decker podcast. We're going to do some back to back stuff because there is so much going on with Florida State recruiting that we felt like we couldn't do it in one podcast. So uh, joining me as always are recruiting experts from Tomahawk Nation, Josh Pick and David Stout. Uh, and to start us off, we're going to talk about the last week at Florida State. A big weekend. I uh, ended up with some commitments. Uh, Mike Norvell and co. really have the recruiting train moving. Uh, so we'll recap how that, how that went. Uh, talk about our thoughts on some of those guys, most of them still uncommitted. Uh, then we'll take a break. And then we'll come back hopefully the next day to give you uh, a follow-up on this upcoming weekend. We'll also talk about recent Florida State commits and uh, give you our thoughts there. But before we do that, let's see how our guys are doing. Josh, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing well, Tim. Uh, just trying to stay warm. I know this isn't a video podcast, but uh, Josh is currently wearing a toboggan and a hoodie. And all I can think is he's one of those 50-year-old white guys that doesn't turn on his uh, his heat until it's like 20 degrees outside or something like that. I mean, that. it's not too warm in the house, but I'm not quite 50 either. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I figured you yelled at somebody to get off your lawn earlier today. Uh, you told everybody in the house to get a blanket and uh, you're not turning up the heat until you can see your breath. I mean, you know. About, about 80% right. I'll take it. Okay. All right, David, how are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. I uh, I was on my rear end with the flu the last week, so you can call me no flu and flu, I guess, at this point in time, but uh, finally got past that, so I apologize if I cough or anything like that, but um, hopefully everybody out there is staying as remotely healthy as you can. I know there's a lot of crud going around, so hopefully not too many of our listeners are sick as well. 
Yeah, it is, it is sick season. So, I'll, Josh, I'll give you more credit. You're you're keeping the house cold to keep the, the germs dead. So there you go. You're, you're crushing it. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. It was a big, big weekend last week for Florida State as we're getting closer to early signing day. Um, several recruits on campus. Uh, we decided we're going to kind of do it in two different divisions. We're going to do high school first, and then we're going to do transfers. So let's jump right into it. I'm, here's how I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to give you guys names of who I think has the best chance to go to Florida State, uh, ending with those that I see no shot for Florida State or little to no shot. um, I'll do it that way. Um, We'll kind of talk about each guy. And if you guys also want to add on your thoughts on each of them. So uh, the first name I'm going to start with is Edwin Joseph. Um, Athlete slash defensive back three-star on some, four-star on others, uh, was kind of early looking like a Louisville lean until Coach Satterfield decided he had had enough of the great city here that I'm in and uh, bolted for an even worse city in Cincinnati. So, uh, David, let me jump right into it. Give me your thoughts uh, on Edwin Joseph and where he'll potentially play at Florida State if he commits here. Uh, and um, just, just, again, the overall thoughts on this guy. Yeah. So that's uh, if you're going based on most likely to commit to FSU, that is also who I would have started with. Um, I have loved FSU's shots with Edwin since he came down for the unofficial visit. And uh, Mr. Hakeem Williams, Mr. All Everything Five Star is always in his ear. But um, yeah, Edwin Joseph, I think FSU sits in really good shape there. Uh, They're going to have to fend off a couple of programs. Uh, most notably recently, South Carolina has has really made a strong push for him. But and it's funny because we're actually we, we may see a couple of uh, South Carolina, Florida State battles in the end here, which is funny to see. But um, Edwin Joseph, really nice prospects. Um, personal opinion, I would have him rated as a low four star, but I, I can see why people would say high three star. But uh, very versatile guy. Uh, some programs like him at wide receiver. And for good reason, he's a very productive wide receiver for his high school. He's put up a lot of stats, um, really good underneath guy, very, uh, very shifty and runs pretty good routes. But he also just started playing defensive back recently, and he took to it really quickly. And I love what I see from him as far as potential goes for defensive back. And I do think that's where Florida State likes him best. Um, of course, what they'll do is they'll evaluate, you know, all these guys when they get on campus and we may see him do a rep or two with the wide receiver unit, but based on how FSU is recruiting that position, I think it's safe to say that he'll start out as defensive back. Um, not a guy we would expect to gain immediate playing time, uh, in the defensive back rotation could find his way into it, but I do think you'd see him fairly soon in the mix at, uh, special teams. But um, this is one that the coaches have worked really hard on. They've developed really strong relationships with Edwin. And uh, we're going to have to credit Mr. Hakeem Williams big time as well because he has played a strong role in this recruitment as well. Yeah, and I, I agree with both you guys there. I think Edwin Joseph is the most realistic of the high school kids to sign with Florida State. And just one note that I want to point out is he's only six feet tall, but his wingspan is close to six six, so that's huge. Yeah, you know, we'll keep an eye on Joseph. He's already taken an official to Louisville, but with the new with the coaching change, he could potentially take an official visit this last weekend before early signing day. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Also, to David's point, South Carolina. But I think, as we all kind of said, this is the guy we, we feel most confident on at this point 
uh, for the high school players that visited. Um, so next, I'm going to go with uh, Cameron Robinson. Good choice. Um, yeah, so this is a linebacker. Uh, he's committed to Virginia. He's out of Virginia. Um, I got a guy that I talked to on, on one of the channels. Uh, says that Robinson actually plays in one of the, uh, the, the smaller, lower divisions in Virginia football. So the competition that you may see, again, see him against in his videos, he's going to be the best guy on the field pretty much in every single video, which sometimes gives you a little bit of uh, iffiness there. But, um, Josh, I, I, I'm not wrong in saying you can't watch this guy's video without him without seeing him absolutely like demolish people. And, and I don't care what division you're in. You really can't fake just bringing the, the, you know, the hit stick on, on play after play. No, I mean, he's got a little cam chancellor in his game. Like this kid loves to lay the lumber on people. And uh, what I like about him is he's a three sports star. And that's something that Mike Norvell and his staff have kind of looked at, you know, he plays baseball and basketball as well. And, uh, just that versatility. Yeah, David, this is a uh, – he's rated four stars in, in the 24-7. And the composite, he's a three-star, 452 overall, 6'2", 215. Kind of that that lean uh, kind of can cover a lot of the field-type athlete. Uh, but, but this is a guy that if he came to Florida State, I would expect him probably not to see playing time year one, maybe special teams. But he's that guy that a year or two in the program – is really going to start showing up and out of nowhere, uh, he's probably going to just lay somebody out on a play or maybe even get ejected for targeting or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, Cameron Robinson, another great bet. I think FSU made a very strong move with him. And personal opinion, I think all that's left to do is to convince the family that the distance from where they are, they're local to Virginia – the distance, if they can sign off on the distance and get mama in the fold and everything, he'll be a seminal. Um, I believe he is visiting again, South Carolina uh, this weekend, I think is where he's at. Um, they may be able to make a strong push, but I, I really like where SU sits with him. And um, one of the knocks on him is that he doesn't have, you know, your stereotypical linebacker build. He's built more like a, you know, maybe a strong safety, but may not have the necessary speed or coverage skills of a strong safety. So some people look at him as a tweener. But um, I, again, I, I like his build as well. Again, I think it's your new age linebacker that you're looking at. Um, and even if he can't add a ton of weight to his frame, I mean, if you can get him up to 230, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, so he's a guy that I'm excited about. I, I would probably have him as a high three star. Um, just again, the, the competition is a little bit of a concern, but um, I can see why people think low four star as well. He's a talented kid, a very smart, cerebral football player. And um, yeah, I, I love where FSU stands with him. And uh, one thing we're going to want to watch, too, is if they are able to add Cameron into the fold, what then happens to D'Amico Ward, who has been a longtime Florida State linebacker commit? Some folks um, are a little bit concerned about, about him and potentially the, the ability to play at this level. Um, but he hasn't wavered at all. He's been very firm to Florida State. The coaches have kept in communication with him. So um, this could very well be a situation where they take three high school linebackers, um, of course, led by stud Blake Nicholson, and we'll see where it goes. But um, really like where FSU sits for Cameron Robinson right now. You, you bring up Blake Nicholson. I saw some ungodly stat about how many touchdowns he was responsible for this year. It was, I don't know, it, it, it didn't seem humanly possible, but uh, 
glad to be getting uh, Nicholson in, and I think Robinson's a great uh, a great piece to add with him. Uh, and it's a pretty good recruiting or a pretty good linebacker class if that's where you end up. Four, 43 touchdowns for our buddy Blake. Yeah, 43. <laughs> He's going to put it in the end zone in Dope Campbell Stadium. You can bet on that. Coaches are going to find a way to make that happen. Uh, I, uh, he's somebody that's just exciting to see on the, on the, on the field. I I'm hoping, uh, we see some awesome stuff out of that. All right. So there's five total visits, uh, from the high school level this past weekend. Uh, we, we've talked about Edward Joseph. We talked about Cameron Robinson. Now we're going to get into the, uh, uh, more of the 50, 50, uh, and, and then probably no, no shot at all. Uh, number next I have is, Four-star safety, Conrad Hussey out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, was on campus this past weekend. Uh, Penn State commit, been committed to Penn State since April. This was a huge pull by the staff to get Hussey on campus this late in, in, in the uh, process. David, I want to start with you talking about Hussey because I know this is, some, this is a guy you really like. I do really like him. I think he would be an ideal fit for the defensive schemes that FSU wants to do. Love him as a football player. He's got a lot of leadership potential in the locker room. Just strikes me as a really good kid and a good fit within the locker room. And it's cool to see a highly ranked STA prospect, you know, talking with FSU seriously right now in the game. So it's always nice when FSU can, can maybe strike gold in Tampa. But, um, I mean, this is going to be a tough pull. And I think that you know, people had talked about Florida State and Miami really pushing hard for Hussey and, you know, would he potentially go to Miami? Um, I don't know. I mean, he may show up there this weekend, but even if he does, Miami's going to have to do a whole lot to get him committed. And it's going to have to be more than just bag delivery because he's more, he's more than that. But um, as of right now, I would say that uh, I think 50-50 is, is a good good bet right now, maybe even 51 49 in favor of Penn state. But um, I think FSU gave him a lot to think about and really like how they sold him on his role. And, and he's a guy I think could potentially see the field earlier uh, than some of these other guys might, but um, certainly would be on special teams and uh, would light somebody up from there, but really, really like him. Great frame, um, really good instincts, good ability to flip the, the hips and lay the lumber. He's, he's pretty much everything you would want in a safety. Josh, uh, am I right that, that Hussey's a true safety, not somebody that may, they may flip over to cornerback or anything like that? Yeah, I think he's probably a safety. Maybe the Jamie Robinson role can kind of play nickel corner if you need him in certain situations. But the uh, kid can absolutely float. Uh, also runs track uh, at STA. And just, just cool to have him and Edwin Joseph, a couple of those South Florida DBs together on that visit, along with Damari Brown, who we're going to talk about next. Yeah, yeah, you, you 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 took me right there. I'm going with Damari Brown next on the list of uh, Florida State. Could they land him? I think there's a small outside shot, but I, I don't want to give anybody hope because I, I wouldn't predict in the Florida State if we were in the predicting business. I, I think uh, you've got a better shot at his brother, who we'll talk about in a few minutes. But uh, at this point, I, I don't see Damari Brown coming to Florida State. I also don't see him potentially going to Miami. Uh, I think he recently picked up a, uh, an Alabama crystal ball on the 247 site. So we'll see what happens there. Josh, uh, if you just want to talk about Damari here for a minute, uh, just how he, he made it to campus, but probably probably not going to happen in the end. 
No, probably not going to happen, but a really good job by the Florida State staff realizing that his older brother was going to be there on an official visit and a chance to get him back on campus. And you never know, you know, see him on the deal, trying to uh, get him up there with those South, South Florida DBs once again. And yeah, I think Alabama's probably the team to beat there because they've had a very successful run in South Florida with some of his friends like Earl Little Jr. recently. And um, yeah, it's probably a, a three-team race and Florida State's probably either 2A, 2B with Miami there. Um, but it could be a situation as we've talked about in here quite a bit with the, the transfer portal now. If he doesn't find early playing time in Alabama, maybe Florida State can pick him up down the road. Yeah, I, I do think they definitely laid solid groundwork. Um, I, I think it was 247 reported that Randy Shannon and his dad have a good relationship. I think they played together or Randy coached him one of the two. I know I'm getting that mixed up. Uh, and, and so there is a good relationship there. But in the end, just a top flight national recruit that's getting, you know, getting offers from Alabama and Georgia. And while Florida State is raising the standard, those are still big schools that are hard to compete with in the end. Uh, so somebody that we, we don't predict the Florida State. And, and finally, uh, Reuben Bain, four-star defensive tackle, defensive lineman, probably on the edge at some schools, uh, did commit to Miami uh, after flirting with Florida State continuously and often. Uh, I think, Josh, you and I talked about this. This was a, this was a guy that Miami had to land. Um, local guy, brothers on the staff there, I think as a GA, uh, this, this was a guy that, that Miami had to get in there or, or all the work, all the money they spent was going to look uh, like they really just didn't have it down, have it together down there. Yeah, I mean, they got their their media lackeys to go out there and say, oh, this is going to be a home run if they can get Reuben Bain. Dude, if you guys didn't land Reuben Bain, it would be a catastrophe. Like <laughs> he was 99% to Miami from last, from last year. And we've been saying that in the recruiting thread, like, Ruben Bain, like he's going to visit, he's going to come. Florida State's done a good job in his recruitment, but he's a cane until he's not. And in the end, that's what he was. Yeah, David, I, I think a really good comparison, and it's funny because he actually tweeted once uh, Bain committed what was former Florida State uh, defensive end Keir Thomas. I think that's a really good comparison, in my opinion, to, to Ruben Bain. And I, I think he could have fit that role well at Florida State. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Reuben Bain is a very talented kid. He's a sack machine in high school. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with his build and his body if he gets into the, you know, really commits to the strength and conditioning program wherever he is. I mean, he could turn into a monster. But um, yeah, I got to agree with Josh. This All this media crap about, oh, what a huge victory this is for my, that's like saying that Florida State overcame uh, you know, everybody and their mother to land Derwin James. Like, come on. It was in the bag for three years. This kid has been in the bag for Miami for years. Brothers on staff, like just stop it already. But um, yeah, so, so good for Mario doing exactly what he should have done and what any, you know, capable Miami coach not screwing something up would have done. But um, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. I, you know, I wish Ruben all the best, and I can't wait to see him have to line up against some of the offensive linemen that FSU is bringing in these next few classes. Yeah, you, you mentioned Derwin James. I think a more apt comparison would be like Boots. Like if Lamont Green like went to Florida State, like, oh, what a huge get for the Seminoles. Like, dude, he's a null. Like there's no question yeah. about it. Wow, what an upset. <laughs> 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Josh, if I put the number at two and a half from these five names committing the Florida State, would you take the over or under? Ooh, that is such a dangerous number. Like, that's probably where I would set it to. Maybe, maybe one and a half if we're doing over-unders. But I would say my gut would say under just because you made it two and a half. Um, Edwin Joseph, I think, is a pretty much – I think he's pretty close to – as you can get to a lock for an uncommitted player. And then you're, you're talking about those – two committed players elsewhere in Conrad Hussey and Cameron Robinson. I think in the end of the day, maybe Robinson comes to Florida state. Maybe Hussey doesn't. Okay. If you had to put me on the spot. Yeah. David, what about you? I would echo Josh. I would say under right now, but with that, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what South Carolina does with, with Robinson this weekend. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with official visits in home with uh, Hussey coming up too. So as of right now, I would say two um, with Robinson being more likely than Hussey, but I don't know, man, there, there could be, if there is going to be a surprise, it could very well be Conrad Hussey. FSU has done a really good job with him. All right, and, I'm and gonna look, be, go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, I, I feel a lot better about those two committed players than I did before last weekend. Like, I didn't think Florida State played the long game with Kyron Hussey. They've done a very good job and very admirable. He keeps things close to the best. And I was like, this kid's all Penn State. But after last weekend, it is closer to 50-50 in my opinion. And I think it was 247 that reported that he was cold at a Florida State practice when it was in the 60s. So if the coaching staff picked up on that, that's definitely a sell <laughs> Yeah, good luck in State College if you choose that. Jeez. Um, my concerns of all three of these guys uh, is Louisville making a late impression on Joseph, although I don't see that happening. Not, not um, happening. Not Cam, happening. Cam Robinson is, is the distance. That's, that's the big concern to me. Yep. Uh, I, I think, again, referencing uh, 24-7, and I think they said it on the podcast, uh, Coach AB and the gang, that uh, that's the first time his family had ever been on a plane. Uh, oh. So, so uh, you know, that's, that's a big deal. Um, and then with Hussey, I think that's exactly the stuff that you said, said Josh. But you know what? Maybe it's the cough medicine, guys. But I'm going to be Timmy Sunshine for a minute. I'm going to say I'll take the over. They're going to get three hey. guys. Hey, yeah. okay. He's been <laughs> sucking on Grandpa's old cough medicine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, it, it was interesting, though, that, that – that uh, Cameron Robinson, after his visit on social media, posted, see you soon, Tallahassee. Right. I yeah, saw and that. I think I he also that, yeah. posted asking for an edit for somebody, and that's before he got to South Carolina. So I, that's I, think that, I think that one might have gotten erased, but yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> There's been a lot of erased tweets lately here, Josh, uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, 
let's jump to the transfers. I'm not going to necessarily go most likely to least likely because I honestly don't know on a few of these. Um, if I would, I, I kind of would put a lot of these guys equal, but I'll try to do this best I can from most likely to least likely. So first off, Jaheim Bell, we're going to talk about this in the next pod. He's already committed to Florida state. Uh, but this, this is an absolute, uh, monster, uh, pickup for the Seminoles because this is a guy that, that Mike Norvell absolutely loves to have in his offense. There were times over the last two last two years, whether it was Jordan Wilson, whether it was whether it was Cam Norvell schemes those tight ends up the seam so well, and Jordan Travis actually throws that pass really well. And sometimes, man, we saw some great catches, and sometimes we saw Cam flub those. So did did just made you go if we just had an elite pass catching tight end. And uh, David, I, I think Florida State finally has an elite pass catching tight end. Yeah, this is super exciting. And, and one of the things we've always said since Mike Norvell got here is Mike Norvell loves the tight ends in his offense. He loves them. And I mean, he, he'll, he'll put three out there at a time if he's got the, uh, you know, the talent to do so. But we just haven't gotten to that point yet. But now you've got a very strongly developing Marquiston Douglas who looked really good at the end of the season. So that's a very positive development. Now you've added Jaheim Bell, who not only can he line up at tight end, he can line up at H-back, tailback, and even wide receiver. This dude can play it all um, and you know, may not be the, you know, the six foot six, 260 pound road grader at tight end that you see who's more of a blocking specialist but extremely athletic kid, big bulky body can shield defenders away, knows how to high point the ball, not afraid to get physical. I mean, this is going to be, and I'm going to, I'm going to let Josh talk more about this because he said this in the threads, but man, I can't wait to see how Mike Norvell schemes up things with, with Jaheim Bell. Yeah. This is a kid that like before he entered the portal, there were whispers about, you know, is Jaheim Bell going to leave South Carolina? Is he going to enter the portal? And we were all like, Oh my gosh, if for sake of land Jaheim Bell, that would be incredible. A kid that played at Valdosta with Tate Rodemaker. And as you mentioned, just a kid that kind of can can do it all, like a little bit of a tweener, not necessarily a tight end, but a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back. And and maybe reminds me of someone like Antonio Gibson, who played for Mike Norvell at Memphis, kind of similar size-wise. And and South Carolina didn't really utilize him all that well this season until the end of the season when they had some injuries. And then all of a sudden they started utilizing him all over the field and what do you know? They knock off Tennessee and they knock off Clemson. So this is a kid that I'm really, really excited about Florida State. Yeah, and and we'll kind of really go into his game a little more in the next podcast. Uh, but uh, this is a huge pickup in addition to the other transfer commitment we'll talk about next podcast. But okay, uh, three other names from the transfer market here that I want to touch on. I'm going to go with my thoughts on most likely. And I, I, I may be wrong and guys feel free to disagree with me. But uh, the name I'll go with next is Devontae Brown, older brother uh, of Damari Brown, UCF transfer, uh, six foot one, 160, 165 type guy. Um, a, a, a guy in the backfield with experience and leadership, which this secondary desperately needs. Josh in my opinion, probably out of the transfers, the most likely to come into Florida State. 
I know that he's got Miami potentially going with an in-home here soon. I haven't heard if he's going to visit them. And I, I think you mentioned somebody else is looking at him. But uh, this was another another great pickup, uh, not pickup, but a great addition to this past weekend uh, for a couple of reasons. A, Florida State needs some people in the secondary uh, with experience. And you got to do the double dip with his brother and try to make one last impression. Yeah, for sure. And, and we mentioned Amari earlier, we don't think that Florida State's going to land him. So Florida State needs impact corners because that's really one position on defense where they're struggling. And I think Devontae Brown could be that. He's an all AAC type performer. Um, and as of now, I think he's uh, Florida State's to lose. Yeah, David, um, this is a guy I know that you and I have, have discussed uh, in, our, in our Slack channel. Uh, I think this is a guy that comes in and day one is your starter if if Florida State doesn't make any kind of other drastic moves in the portal. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to probably depend on another name that we're going to get to who may be visiting this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, you know, Devontae, you bring him in with the full intention of – if he doesn't win the starting one of the starting positions, he's immediately in the rotation. And with Devonte, you've got proof of concept. He was a strong player at UCF, a uh, lot of good film, a lot of good experience. And so I, I think that this <clears throat> would be a really strong addition for Florida State. And it's funny because as soon as we found out that uh, Damari Brown was there on campus with Devonte Brown, I immediately said. 20 bucks says Miami is already offering Devonte Brown. They wouldn't have given two craps about him until they found out Damari was on campus. Then they find out Damari's on campus. I guarantee you they started speaking with the Brown family. Oh, we would love to have Devonte. Blah, blah, blah. And so I'm sure that Miami will try to make a last ditch effort with both Brown brothers to try and get the package deal with these guys. But if you had to ask me as of right now, I think the Canes are going to get the big goose egg on both of them. Cause I think Damari is going to Alabama, like you guys said. And I think that Florida state is in a great position to land Devonte, and it's going to be awesome if that happens. Yeah. I, I think that's not really like a statement type pickup. Cause you're talking about a guy from UCF, but uh, and I don't want it to slight that. I mean, Tatum Bethunas came here and he's a star. And so I think, I think Brown has that same potential, but if Miami does get involved and Miami doesn't win out here, uh, this is just another situation where it feels like Florida state is playing the game they need to play and they're establishing the relationships, you know, uh, Norvell overall has had this family atmosphere pitch this come be part of a certain culture. Only certain people can come to Florida State and make it in this locker room. And uh, I think proof of concept finally showed up on the field and that message is finally ringing true. And I, I think somebody that that really rings true with is the name that I want to bring up next. And that's tied in Kyle Morlock. Um, at a shorter college, um, looking at Tennessee, there was some smoke that he's going to look at Colorado, but I think the, that smoke has been uh, poured out or, or extinguished. I don't know what you do with smoke. That, that, that coffee didn't quite brew properly. Yeah, there you go. There you well, go. if you're talking about Colorado, smoke gets inhaled there. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, guys, both. Um, this is a guy that uh, people were like, well, you already got Jaheim Bell, but this is a totally different player than Jaheim Bell. We talked about where Mike Norvell loves – uh, tight ends like Jaheim Bell, but he also 
loves guys that play and are built like Kyle Morlock. Uh, Josh, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what would Morlock really bring to Florida State, and how are you feeling about their chances? Well, he's a true inline tight end and a, a, a massive kid. He's, you know, 6'7", 250 pounds. Um, I, I think it would take a little bit of time to, to transition from D2 to, you know, Power 5 Division One football in the ACC. But this is a kid that has offers from tons of top programs. And it probably comes down to proximity versus comfort in the offense and, and proximity would be the Tennessee volunteers. Obviously Josh Heupel has a very good offense there as well, but at uh, Florida state, he has a chance to come in and start right away. And, and, and Florida state was the only school to get him on campus for a visit for a game visit. He was up for the Florida game and they got him again on campus for an official visit this past weekend. So um, I don't think he's a kid that necessarily loves the recruiting process. And I think that could favor Florida state as well. Yeah. You know, coming from shorter college, uh, didn't get the attention at a, at a high school. A lot of this is, is, is pretty new to him. So uh, I could see this being an overwhelming experience. I know if, if, if it were me, I would find it to be an overwhelming experience, but um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, David, this is, this is a kid um, to, to Josh's point, there would have to be probably some, some transition time, but this is a guy that we would expect to play year one at Florida state. I want Morlock so bad in this offense, man. I, if you were to ask Mike Norvell and say, all right, man, you, you have all the personnel you need for just a devastating offensive scheme. Give us your dream tight end. I think it's going to look a lot like Morlock could become. And I say could become because he's already shown the necessary athleticism He's got good footwork. He can block when you need him to. That's not going to be his big strength, but he can do it when you need him to, especially on chip blocks and stuff like that. He will feast on slot corners and linebackers. I mean, this is uh, when I first saw him and saw clips of him, it reminded me a little bit. This, this is a name going back for some of you FSU fans of um, Kaz Purowski. And this is what we all hoped Kaz Pirowski would become is this kid, um, you know, because people who are six foot seven, 250, 260 pounds should not be able to move as fluidly as Kyle Morlock does. And so this is one um, he would be, in my opinion, you get him in the strength and conditioning program, you get him under the tutelage of the FSU coaching staff, you stick him in this offense this is a guy who probably in his first season gets 30 catches, you know, and, and easily is a big red zone threat. Another guy who's over six foot four, huge red zone threat. And I, I just think the sky would truly be the limit for him in an offense like this. Now, the tricky thing is Tennessee is telling him the exact same thing because Tennessee has a devastatingly effective offense. Now, the big difference is, he knows Jordan Travis is coming back next year. Hendon Hooker, like that whole that whole situation is very much up in the air of how Tennessee's going to look next year. He's also seen FSU twice, once for a game day environment, like Josh said. So FSU has those two things at its advantage. And there have been reports that Kyle's getting a little bit overwhelmed with the recruiting process, like Tim alluded to. You know, he's he's starting to kind of, you know, feel the pressure and all that stuff. And when we get overwhelmed, when we start feeling the pressure, what do we do? We go back to what's familiar. And FSU is probably the most familiar program for him at this point. So 
Love where FSU stands with him. I think a theme that we're going to see as we talk through a lot of these transfer portal prospects is these guys recognize with as many players as Florida State has coming back next year, next year could be a really special year. And I think they're selling that really well because I think a lot of these transfer portal guys, they see that. And so I, this is one that he's near the top. I can't say that he's my most wanted among the portal prospects because there's somebody we're going to talk about later who I would love to see at FSU. But uh, he's right up there, man. I, I really, really want to see Kyle Morlock. So, Kyle, if you're listening to this, not in a creepy way or anything, but we really, really want you at Florida State, man. The sky's the limit. And, and just a couple quick notes. Uh, Tennessee already did land a Division II transfer at tight end from UC Davis, so maybe that plays into his decision. And then a couple people asked in the thread, would Florida State stop recruiting Kyle Morlock now because they landed Jaheim Bell? And our answer was no, because, number one, that room is already one of the weakest, maybe the weakest on, on Florida State's roster. And number two, Jaheim Bell, as we mentioned earlier, is a more versatile kid who's not going to line up in line. He's going to be in the backfield sometimes. He's going to be split out wide. He's going to be all over the place, whereas Morlock's a more traditional tight end. So Florida State would definitely take both, and I don't think that would be a concern for Morlock. Yeah, totally different players, and it's important to remember that they had Bell and Morlock on campus at the same time, so they recruited them at the same time, and they sold them on being weapons in the same scheme. And the nice thing is what they were telling Morlock is, hey, man, we know you have a transition to make, with Jaheim Bell here, he's going to take pressure off of you. And so they, they, they did a really good job kind of pitching them as future teammates as well. So love, 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 love where the potential could be with those two. And I'll tell you, if you land Jaheim Bell and Kyle Morlock and you've got Marquiston Douglas coming up, you have flipped that tight end room. It, uh, that would be fantastic to see. Well, you mentioned Morlock as being the transfer that you would like Florida State most to land. This next guy, the final guy that we're going to talk about, the guy that I would like to see them land most, it's Jeremiah Byers out of uh, University of Texas, El Paso. Uh, 6'4", 335, monster of a man. Uh, has some really good PFF grades. I think his pass blocking on the year was 84. Uh, his run blocking was right under 80. Uh, this is a guy that played tackle for them would most likely play a guard spot for Florida state, but certainly tackles not out of the, uh, out of the realm of possibilities and, and, and how, according to how spring shakes out, summer shakes out, he could definitely see himself as a starting tackle at Florida state. Uh, but this is a guy that I think if you pick up and you don't pick up anybody else, you've solidified your line and you've made them better uh, because he's, he's that talented. He's just an absolute monster. Uh, David, uh, your thoughts on Jeremiah? Yeah, outstanding uh, potential for for sliding right into a starting position at Florida State. And the big thing that we were watching going into this weekend is, you know, he Byers has been collecting some pretty good offers. And while he was on campus during his official visit, Oregon offered him, um, which got kind of a kind of a jerk move. Wouldn't have happened if Dilly was there still, but whatever. Um, it's tactics, it's strategy. He's really feeling that Oregon offer. And going into the weekend, what we were watching is is this a kid that, or is this a guy that Florida state can lock up while he's on this visit? Can they seal a deal? Can they make it to where there's no other place for him? He's going to be a seminal. Weren't able to do that. And so the longer this drags on, especially with him going to see Oregon, I don't know. Um, 
I, I don't know how much I like FSU's chances because he's really feeling that Oregon offer. But at the same time, again, this is another guy who he knows that next year's going to be really special. And if you're a transfer offensive lineman coming from a smaller school, obviously you want to get some name recognition. You want the NFL scouts to see you. You want to be on national television. You want to be in the big games. I mean, I can count on one hand the number of quarterbacks. If I'm an offensive lineman coming into that situation, there are maybe only a couple of quarterbacks I want to be protecting more than Jordan Travis in that situation. So this is an opportunity for any of these offensive linemen to really make a statement because Jordan Travis is going to be very much talked about next year. The Florida State offense is going to be very much talked about next year. And when you have the, the potential to block for Jordan Travis and block for Trey Benson and, and all these guys like, man, how are you going to turn that down? So I don't know. We'll see what happens on Byers. He would be a monster and he would probably become, you know, I don't, I don't know that you can claim any of them would be an instant starter, but he's probably about as close as it gets to an instant starter. He'd certainly be in the rotation early. Um, so it's, we're hopeful on this, but we're just going to have to stay tuned and see how Oregon does with him. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it the next step. I'll say that he is an instant starter. Once he steps on campus, uh, a kid that was named first team all conference USA this past season, as, as Tim mentioned, 81 grade from, from pro football focus. Um, obviously the competition level is a little bit different, but I think that's a selling point for coach Atkins where he can say, Hey, look, we brought Devontae Love-Taylor in from FIU. We brought Dimitri Manuel in from Charlotte. They both were named All-ACC. So you can come from a lower level, come and play in the ACC underneath me, and you can become an all-conference player at this level. So as of now, I think Florida State is the clubhouse leader. Obviously, I think Oregon's probably the other team that is the biggest competition there. But if, if he were to sign anywhere right now, it would be Florida State. Um, I got one last note before we call it for the first podcast. This, this may be uh, old news by the time it gets out, uh, but I, I am hearing some smoke from a couple guys. I know that uh, Miami is officially out of it for Conrad Hussey. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be a Florida State, Penn State battle. We will see what happens there. Oh, you just hate to see it, don't you? You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Hate to I mean, you. I'll be honest, I was never really buying the Miami hype Hussey, but <laughs> No, it was a it was a whole lot of garbage. I, I think I, I'm not going to name names here. I, I think that there was a certain uh, media member for Miami that was really pushing that. Uh, he's certainly pushed several. Is is, uh, is he is he part time media member, part time support staff on for the Kings? <laughs> <laughs> I have no comment there, Josh. But hey, uh, we're going to be back tomorrow with another. Uh, Florida State Recruiting Podcast. We're going to preview this upcoming weekend. It's another big weekend where Florida State can uh, have some, some, make some big noise before early signing day can really set up themselves very well with the transfer market. Uh, we'll also be talking about Florida State's three commitments, two from transfers, one for the 2024 class. Uh, and as always, Josh and David will be plugged into the recruiting thread at Tomahawk Nation for any questions, any comments. Uh, they'll be there all the time. Uh, the, they, they get, I think they have pagers from 1980 that are set to uh, update them anytime com anybody comments in the, uh, the thread. It, it's pretty wild. But um, if, you, if you've enjoyed this podcast, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars. Give us a good review. Tell your friends about us. We'd love to uh, get some answers out there for your questions. So make sure you ask those in the thread. 
And uh, we're going to be talking to you again tomorrow. Josh, anything else before I wrap us up this podcast? Yeah, you can do questions and answers on uh, our Twitter account too, three stars. So make sure and follow us there. Hit us up with any questions you might have. But yeah, the recruiting thread is always the place, best place to find us. Well, for Josh Pick, for David Stout, I'm Tim Ellenball. We are the three hours. Three hours. Wow, it's the cough medicine. It's got me. We are the three stars presented by Tomahawk Nation. This has been the Florida State of Recruiting Podcast. Let's keep climbing.